Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another festive episode of the Multiverse Report. We are recapping the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special from nowhere to the home of Mr. Kevin Bacon and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Well, I meant to wear my Christmas hat and whatnot and just Yeah, why didn't miserably. we? We should have thought of that. Yeah, hindsight. And yet I called the episode festive despite us not really doing anything different at all, besides maybe. talking about a holiday thing. Yeah, maybe it's verbally festive. There you go. Yeah. Verbally festive. Perfect way to put it. <laughs> we'll be here all night, folks. Try the VL tip your waitress. So, for those of you who may not be aware, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, written and directed by Mr. James Gunn, came out the day after Thanksgiving on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it right now, and then listen to this podcast, because we're going to talk about all the things that happened in it, which would be spoilers. So mm-hmm. you should watch it. It's only like 45 minutes long. It's true. It's really great. It's a very packed 45 minutes. A lot happens. It is a packed 45 minutes. Yes. Yes. And when I remember when this was announced and that James Gunn said, as we talked about last week, James Gunn said that uh, it does a lot to set up Guardians Volume 3. I wasn't sure about that. And then, yeah, no, there's definitely some stuff that they're going to talk about in volume three. Yeah. There's definitely two big, at least two big drops that are like, at least two big drops. The first, I wonder if we're talking about the same two drops, my two drops. First one, they bought nowhere from the collector. Yeah. Yep. And that they're like running it or living there. Home base. No home. Yeah, exactly. Not really sure what they're doing there. (laughs) <laughs> like what are they using it for besides living yeah shipping maybe i guess you know i don't I mean, know it seemed like there was a lot of ancillary support staff enough to have a band just sitting there yeah yeah you're right yeah um yeah and they must need a support staff because i gotta say i love these characters but they don't seem like people that could run a successful business no necessarily no, not particularly yeah um so yeah, the gang's all there. We get uh, Star-Lord, we get uh, Nebula, we get Mantis, we get Drax, we get Rocket, we get Groot. And right off the top, I'm going to say this. Groot looked awesome. Like, the CGI so you know on Groot? That, okay, okay, fire away. Was, oh, I thought he looked great. You didn't think the CGI was good for him? I thought he looked awkward as hell. Really? Oh man! I don't know if he skipped head day or something, but like, oh. <laughs> I think the, the like CGI was great. The de- like, it, the it was seamless. It was great. the The design of him threw me for a real loop. Yeah, it was like his head well, was like this little tiny. I saw James Gunn say that they refer to him as Swole Groot. I could see that because he's like bigger. But also, keep in mind, and I don't, I don't mean to be blowing your mind if this is something that you hadn't, you didn't know, but James Gunn confirmed multiple times that when Groot sacrifices himself in the first Guardians movie, he dies. Right. And that the one that is grown from his dick or whatever mm-hmm. is like his son, is like a different yeah, a new Groot. Groot. Yep. Is a new Groot. So it makes sense that he's not going to look. He's This this one clearly is like a little yeah. buffer or yep. thicker, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, so he's, he's not going to look exactly like. Groot. Yeah. 
original one. Yeah. Swole Groot is definitely a, it's an appropriate moniker for yeah, him. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, no, the design was different. I kind of like the, de- I, I, I like the design too. I thought that was fine. A part of me thought, are they designing him like this so that they can build a practical suit out of it to have him appear at like Avengers campus in Disney world or whatever, Disneyland mm, or something. Yeah. I don't know why that was my first thought. No, it wasn't my first thought. My first thought was he, the CGI in him is great and he looks uh, practical. He looks right. like a practical effect, but I looked it up. It was confirmed that he was rendered in CGI. Yeah. Um, no. And I guess, yeah, but, that's a very big differentiation. The, yes. the CGI work was phenomenal. The yeah. like just the, the appearance of him and design was what threw me for a loop. Yeah. Um, and also we got Craglin uh, as an official member of the Guardians now using uh, Yandu's what's his face Yandu's mohawk. Yep. Um, as we saw in a post credit scene from Guardians Two, which he very aptly um, explained in this. Yeah, very quickly to uh, a an a more or less I mean out of the loop, putting things lightly. Uh, he explained it to an out-of-the-loop Kevin Bacon, who appears as himself in this, yeah. as we know from the trailers. But um, like I say, was in it much more than I expected him to be. I thought it was going to be a, a shortish cameo, and he's in this thing. Oh, like, yeah. No, he's... Big time. Yeah, he's yeah. there. Um, and it seems like, so yeah, so the, seems like he's having a damn good time, too. Oh, he, wasn't, yeah. he didn't phone yeah, this he, in. Well, it was... Yeah, he yeah. was having fun. Agreed. Um... So, yeah, the main um, plot of the show is that, oh, sorry, the other big second piece of information we got, we got off track. The first big um, reveal that sets up Guardians Volume 3, that they own nowhere. For me, the second big reveal that sets up something I'm sure they'll mention in Volume 3 is that um, Star-Lord and Mantis are... Um, half-siblings? Half-siblings, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I wanted to say step sibling. I knew that wasn't right, yep. so thank you. Um, yeah, they're half brother and sister. Yeah, which makes and at first when they like mentioned it super casually between like her and Drax when they're just talking about it, Drax is like that you're his sister. That kind of you know, and I yeah. was like, whoa, wait, am I supposed to know that already? Because the way <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, but no, okay, they haven't told anybody. Um, and I feel like that's definitely something that they're going to reference at least. Yeah, there's got to be something that plays out on that. Yeah. Was that the same two yes, um, pieces 100%. of information that you had? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the main um, driver of this is that um, Craglin tells a story to Mantis and Drax about how when Peter was a kid, uh, recently abducted by the Ravagers, um, he tried to celebrate Christmas and Yandu squashed it and told him to forget about it or whatever and ruined it for him. And they want to give him a good Christmas, even though they don't understand what Christmas is. There's a whole song um, played by a band on no. Nowhere, which is the the actual band, the old 97s yep. in Alien Makeup. That song was co-written by the old 97s and James Gunn. Oh, apparently. that's great. I did and, not uh, realize that. That's amazing. Yep. Um, similar to all Guardians movies, all James Gunn recent movies, superhero movies, including yep. Suicide Squad, this uh, special has a great soundtrack. So Some, the, the song, big... just to, to roll back to it, if you want to look the song up, if you haven't heard it or if you need to hear it again, I don't know what Christmas is, parentheses, but Christmas time is here. Yeah. And the, the lyrical content is exactly that. Yeah, it is utterly great. amazing. It's really funny. 
Um, also, shout out to one of my favorite bands of all time, Fountains of Wayne, that have their Christmas yep. song, I Want an Alien for Christmas, in this uh, uh, special, which I think was, I was very excited when I heard that pop up. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's the actual band, the old 97s, performing that song uh, for Star-Lord. And then Mantis and Drax come up with a plan. Uh, as we know from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Star-Lord talks about how much he loves Kevin Bacon and describes him as a hero of Earth. Star-Lord, full well knowing that he's describing movies to these people, but these people think that he's actually talking about real heroes of Earth. They go right. to Earth to try to take Kevin Bacon so they can give that give him to Star-Lord as a Christmas present, and hilarity ensues um, when you have two people that do not understand earthly customs of any kind uh, trying to just openly trying to kidnap a celebrity and yeah. bring him into outer space to give him to a person. <laughs> and I mean, the, the hijinks start right from the beginning as soon as they arrive on earth. Like, Oh yeah. They show up and Mantis looks at Drex. You forgot to put the cloaking device on, didn't you? No, I didn't. Yeah. That was really Click. funny. People <laughs> like, just yeah. terrified that there's an alien spacecraft yeah. landing. It's like, Oh no, I did not. yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm not a huge I like it. I don't love it. Fan. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Guardians Volume 2. I think it's okay. I think it's right. fine. I know people that love it. I know people that hate it. I'm just kind of right in the middle. It doesn't super work for me all the time. There's some great stuff in it, though. Yep. And um, one of the things that I did like about it was the character of Mantis being introduced, because I thought she was cool and she was like a new you know, a new kind of power or whatever, a new power set. Um, and I liked her design. I thought she looked great. But in this special, you really, like, get to know her a lot more. You get to I gotta understand her a lot more. Like, she really kind of comes into her own. That character of Mantis really comes into the, her own in this special, I feel like, because you spend more time with her. I feel like you almost spend as much or more time with her in this 40-minute special than you do in a two-hour Gardens of Galaxy movie yeah. uh, with Volume 2. And just like her... Because you know her and Drax have a little bit of a bond in Volume 2, so it makes sense that the two of them would kind of team up or still be friendly in this iteration. Um, I just thought she was hilarious. I thought she was super funny. I really loved her character, and it made me really excited to see more of her in Volume 3 when that comes out this summer. Um yeah, and it, her interplay with Drax was great. Like the yeah. the combo worked well. And yes. initially going into it, I was like, uh, "How's this gonna fly?" And it, they nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wonder why. I mean, I guess you pick those two characters because the makeup is cheaper than doing CGI. If it's you know, it's not like, and it's I don't know. Like if I was I was, I was trying to think of like. The what's the other pair of characters that could have gone to Earth? Right, Gamora's to, not to get Kevin. Nebula definitely Gamora's not around. Work. It can't be Star Lord because he's the one that's going to get the right. present, right? And so it's like Rocket and Groot. But are you going to pay Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel to do that much voiceover and and then also gonna, pay for use the CGI? Like, yeah, are going to use that much CGI in a forty-minute yeah. special when you can just use like mostly practical makeup on these two actors? Right, like um, Dave Bautista and Palm Clementi are good you know, top, top notch actors. However, yeah. uh, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel are probably garnering a little bit more of a paycheck. Yeah. For just Vin Diesel to say, I am Groot right. 50 times or whatever. Um, 
you don't necessarily want to deal with that. Um, and it still makes sense, and it makes sense for her, you know, being an empath and being able to control somebody to make Kevin Bacon suddenly want to go to space. Like, right. that makes a lot of sense. Um, Which we saw her power set used more than ever in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, gotta um, throw some love on the sequence in which they steal Christmas decorations and Drax loves his funny little man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just as an elf, like so funny that he just loves that elf so much well and then mantis <laughs> stealing the candy cane yeah who she also thinks or uh, drax called a man a man <laughs> and then you have the callback later after drax flips the police car and she asks them does this look like a man to you this does look like a man as they're <laughs> hanging upside down in their cars completely freaking out yeah does really this look funny. like a man to you <laughs> no no it doesn't this holiday special made me miss the guardians of the galaxy like a lot and it made because we haven't seen them in james gunn's hands since volume two right and i mean they were in infinity war they're in endgame but they're not written and they're not directed by james gunn and this felt and they were in love and thunder but very they aren't, yeah and they're you're right you're right they're in love and thunder but again not written and not directed by james gunn and this felt so much better to me. It yeah. felt more like volumes one and two. It felt right. Like I wasn't even, I know there's like stuff that's come out about Chris Pratt in the last couple of years that has made me like kind of not love that guy. But like, I feel like I didn't think about the, all that stuff once because I was just like, Oh, that's star Lord. Like right. I just connected to him quicker than I did in it, even love and thunder that I just saw recently. You're you know, right. Like, it, it very much felt like Peter Quill, not, Chris Pat, Chris Pratt playing yeah. Peter Quill. Yeah, something like, about oh, okay. James Gunn's control of these characters. Like he's the one that introduced them to us in the first movie. He's the one that has shepherded them through. I think he even wrote some of their dialogue in Infinity War and oh, possibly right. Endgame. I know um, he was consulted by Taika quite a bit for whatever they did in Love and Thunder. Oh, was he really? Yeah. But I don't know. Just something about the direction and the writing on this made it feel like. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the tone of the. This is the tone well, that even, fits these characters. Even from the jump, you get that like that elf uh, animated intro. Yes, yeah. And it's like with with Fairy Tale of New York playing over it. And I'm just like I'm sold. Yeah. Like pose yeah, off great. the bat, I'm good to go. <laughs> like, yep. Um, and I did love speaking of the animation. I love the flashback um, being utilized as a way to get to hear Michael Rooker as yeah. Yondu. Yep. Again, like that was great, and have to do it in like a bad looking on purpose way that mm-hmm. kind of shouts out like I saw James Gunn on Twitter said he wanted to do something that was um rep like that referenced like the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. And he wanted to use like multiple like there's an animated segment in the Star Wars holiday special. You know, he wanted yes, to do there that. is. Yeah, exactly. Um but he wanted to do something similar. And I I don't know. I think he crushed it. I think this was super fun and there was, funny. Um, there was no Boba Fett riding a dinosaur in this, but you know, it, it got close. No, it did get close. Um, something that uh, Kevin Bacon does um, while he's flying back to nowhere with Drax and Mantis, he makes it clear that DC Comics exist in, in the Marvel, Marvel Universe, Cinematic yeah. Universe by referencing both Batman and Bruce Wayne when they say that he has to pretend to be a hero. Yep. So that's interesting that while these Marvel characters are flying around, you know, kids at home are reading Batman comics and watching Batman movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And wow. uh, oh, what was the other thing you referenced? Oh, like all of his movies, like Footloose and Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, exactly. In, Those uh, all exist. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. You slayed uh, Jason Voorhees. Well, technically, I, I, I did, and it was a character I played, but. <laughs> I love that suddenly there was MCU characters talking about Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. He actually got stabbed through the neck with an arrow. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> I just, I would have, I would have appreciated a Tremors reference, but what are you going to oh, do? Oh, sure. You can't get them all. You can't pull <laughs> them all. Um, but yeah, this was great. I really like, you know, and then he performed, and this is hilarious, cheesy as hell, but like, totally perfect moment where he's on the phone with his wife, who I assume was actually Kira Sedgwick that they got to do uh, his wife's voice. This is Kevin Bacon saying, is it okay if I'm a little late? I have some friends here that need to learn about Christmas. (laughs) That was like so cheesy, but like perfect for like some kind of holiday special, like lesson moment, you know, whatever, like I'm going to have to, sorry, honey, I'm just going to be late because the spirit of Christmas is too big of an important thing that I have to Mm -hmm. do. You know, that was just really funny. And then Um, proceeds to rock it with the old 97s. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) which again, I was like, this is perfect because he's in a band in real life. He's in the band. Him and his brother have a band. So it makes sense canonically that he would be able to write a song or sing a song about it, you know? Um, I can say yeah, this. This great. did add a couple of like uh, a couple of songs to my Christmas repertoire because I did not ever yeah. realize the Smashing Pumpkins put out a Christmas song. Yep. And Christmas I was sitting time. there. I'm like, I'm I'm listening, and I'm like, that's Billy Corgan. That's definitely yep. Billy Corgan. Okay, it actually is. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Um, I've got to relook at that soundtrack because there's definitely Christmas songs that I either knew already. I had never heard before, or I had heard before, but need to add them to my Christmas playlist. So I'm going to have to take a look at that soundtrack and make sure that I um, have all those again. Because, yeah, classic James Gunn. Great soundtrack to this. Um, so I think the biggest uh, Easter egg or callback that I certainly appreciated, and I'm saving, I saved it for last specifically, there's a segment at the end when Kevin Bacon's singing his song about Christmas. They're all giving each other gifts. And what does Nebula give to Rocket but Bucky's arm? Which <laughs> Rocket made uh, many references to wanting to buy, to steal in, in Infinity War, yeah. I believe. Um, oh, I'm getting that arm. You know, as we know, Rocket loves to steal prosthetic limbs and um, prosthetic uh, body parts from yeah. people. Um, and, uh, that the, uh, getting a, getting a payoff to that great bit in infinity war, I thought was really fun, really fun. The oh, yeah. 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 And it, um, you know, you wonder how that happened and I doubt we'll ever get that paid off. Yeah, but. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Cause huh. it wasn't his original one. It was like the blue and gold one that he had for a little bit. Right. I don't no, really remember. It was, it was an all silver one. Was it? Yeah. Oh, maybe it was my TV or something. I thought it was like blue. Maybe it was like the lights reflecting. Yeah, it I thought been. it was a different color. So, yeah, either way, that's right, cool. uh, it was one either of those way. where it was like, uh, OK, that's I did yeah. not expect to see that here. Yeah. Um, man, I it was cool. I wish Nebula, Nebula had a bigger role in it because I just love that. I love her character and she was yeah. so good in like Infinity War and Endgame and and in Guardians, too. I think she was incredible in Guardians, too, as well. So, like, um, it's cool seeing her back again. And if part of me was like, wow, how did they get all these characters 
these actors back and i was like well one they signed contracts and two they shot this while they were filming yeah. volume three so like everyone was there everyone right. was around they took like know. a 30 second time out went and filmed this and then came back yeah to it. exactly yeah so um anyway i think that's all i got about the guardians special we're talking about it for a long time we have another episode of a show to do we do after this so uh it does um, the I'm, other thing the closing animation we find out that yandu actually in standard yandu fashion yes uh, showed himself as a hard ass and then proceeded to you know uh melt at the thought of getting a yep. gift and gave quill his uh blasters his blasters yeah i thought that was cool yep and it makes me want to go back and rewatch the guardians movies to see if that little gremlin doll or whatever oh yeah it was actually, actually on the ravenger ship there's on the console there yeah yep. yeah um yeah i thought that was great and touching and another Again, another great way to use the Yandu character and uh, to bring back Michael Rooker. And it'll be interesting to see if... Um, I think Michael Rooker has been in every movie that James Gunn has ever made. Really? I think mm. so. In either a small or you know, you know, varying size role. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they weave him into the, the third one, either through a flashback or some other means. I can't imagine that they wouldn't at least try to get something in there so we'll have to was see. he was he ever in the peacemaker stuff or just the feature length he's in suicide squad i don't know that he's okay. in peacemaker i don't think he's in peacemaker but what he's in he? suicide squad he's suicide um squad? one of the guys that dies in the first uh oh, okay um uh, Savannah is his name yeah he's like got the long hair he's like oh rest- yeah yeah yep I yeah gotcha. he first rescues weasel from drowning yep. and then ends up saying f this and swims away and his head explodes He's the one that Amanda Waller uses the thing on in the beginning. Yeah. I love that movie. God. <laughs> so much. That was such a good I movie. I gotta watch that again. <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> so that. Good. I'm like, hmm. It's been too while. Or been too while. Been, been too while. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love that movie. Um anyway, that's all I got. So uh you should watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I mean, if you're into the Marvel stuff, I'm sure you already know about it. Um, but you should check it out if you haven't yet, because it's great. And it's uh, perfect for this time of year as we move into the holiday season. So absolutely. Yeah. Check it out. So, yeah. Check that out. And if you're uh, watching this on Twitch, check us out in another five minutes or so, and we'll start up our regular pod. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're not, then leave us a review on whatever you're listening to us on and maybe leave some comments. If you want to talk to us uh, there on the socials, socials, it's multiverse support, uh, multiverse RPT on Twitter. Beyond that, uh, check out themultiverse.com and we'll uh, catch you around. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you in the multiverse. <laughs>